Your next promotion is within your control, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 67. In today's episode, I'm going to be showing how you might be focusing your promotion efforts on the wrong person, aka spending too much time thinking about your boss and getting your boss to like you when you could be spending your time and energy building relationships with other executive leaders. Listen on. Welcome to Maximize Your Career with Stacey Mayer, a podcast about achieving your career goals while also being yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Career. I'm your host, Stacey Mayer. And before I get into today's episode, I really just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a loyal listener to my podcast. And if you're not already, make sure that you subscribe or leave us a review. I so appreciate all of the reviews that I receive. And I appreciate your loyalty and your gratitude and all of the notes of thanks that I receive about this podcast on a weekly basis. So thank you for that. I also want to thank you for striving for more at your organization. And this doesn't just go without saying. I think that we need leaders like you. We need stronger leaders at the top. And by stronger, I mean more empathetic, more diverse, more aware of the situations that are happening at the organization. We need leaders that are willing to step up to the plate to take ownership of their career and to continue to ask for more. And when you start to show up in that way, you will see that the organization will benefit from your leadership. The more powerful you become as an executive leader, the better the impact that you're able to make at your organization. So I thank you for that as well. We need you at the top. Your organization needs you at the top. And I'm so grateful that you come to my podcast to learn exactly how you can get there. So in today's episode, I am going to talk about how it's possible that you are focusing on the wrong person at work. You're putting your attention in the wrong areas. And by areas, I mean the wrong person. (laughs) You're putting your attention on the wrong person. And it's possible. And so so in today's episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what that means so that you can identify if you're somebody that's focusing on the wrong problem and, and then what you can do instead. So I'll be breaking that down for you. Now, The first thing I want you to realize is that if you're not getting the recognition that you deserve, if you're not happy every single day at work, if you don't feel like you really have a voice at the table, if you don't feel like your work matters, if you don't feel like you're getting paid for your ideas versus the hours that you put in, like your subject matter expertise, then it's important to note that it's within your control to do something different, right? And that's what this podcast is all about, is to show you what to do differently. So in today's episode, the big thing that I'm going to be focusing on is who, (laughs) who you should be communicating with and advocating for yourself that's different than the person that you're doing that with now, the person that you're focusing on. So in my programs and with my clients, I often talk about solve for the right problem. So here's the example, and this is what has inspired today's episode, is the fact that 
you're probably if you if you feel like you're beating a nail into a square peg or whatever, a square peg into a round hole, <laughs> it's probably because you are, right? So if you just feel like you're coming up against a wall, you're always feeling frustrated, you can't get through to this person, then you're focusing on the wrong problem, okay? And this came up for me about <laughs> whenever something comes up like three times in a week, I'm like, oh, I need to do a podcast episode on this so that because there's more than just three people who are experiencing this problem. So I just started another round of executive ahead of time. This is my six-week group coaching intensive where I take established corporate leaders to that next level of leadership. I set them up for their next promotion. I give them the tools to begin thinking and communicating like a senior executive leader so that they can have control over their career path, right? So that they can take deliberate action to manage their career and their life, which leads to more recognition, which leads to a voice at the table. And so I meet these amazing corporate women for the first time, and they come into my program, and they're like, okay, Stacey, I want to talk to you about this, right? I have this boss that is really frustrating. So I'll give you a very specific example. So one woman said that her boss is always in the weeds, right? Her boss is a subject matter expert, right? He is really, really far down into the weeds, has to know the details, is always asking her questions about what's going on, and he has to know every single detail. He also has a boss that he's reporting up to, so he feels like he has to give all of the details to his boss as well. And the cool thing about the, my student is that she is a much more naturally gifted strategic thinker. So when she sees her boss doing this and having this um, reaction, always in reaction mode all the time and not able to think strategically, it frustrates her. She feels extremely frustrated. So there are two things that are frustrating her. One is the fact that her boss is above her. Her boss has a higher title and technically more influence at the organization, yet he doesn't seem to quote unquote get it. And the second thing is, is that she is forced, she feels like, to constantly be in the weeds with her boss, right? She feels like she's constantly having to respond to his questions and respond with all of the details. And so the first thing that I gave her permission to do is to stop, <laughs> right? And what I mean by that is, so she wants to build trust with her boss, right? And this is why this first piece, which is that she's probably focusing on the wrong person, but I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She's asking me a question in our group coaching session asking about how can I show him that I am the strategic thinker, right? Like how can I get him out of the weeds so that then I can be seen more, right? So she's focusing on one person, right? One person who is already so far deep into the weeds that he can't even see for himself, what's possible, right? So you see where this problem is. So she's focusing all her energy on him. She's trying to show him that she's a good employee, essentially, by answering all of his questions, by following his patterns and reacting to him and making sure that she gets him all those details. And when I gave her permission to stop, I said, what if you stopped responding with all of the details, 
Now, you can do this in complete kindness. You don't have to be like, I'm not going to give that to you, right? But let's say he's really caught up in like, I need to know this, and I need to know this, da 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 and you're letting him talk for about five minutes, right? And let him go on and on and on. And then you're going to respond with just a quick question. So why... Why are we doing this project to begin with? Can I just ask you that? Before I give you all the details, you can still say I'm going to give you all the details, but what you're doing is you're taking the conversation in a little bit of a different direction. You're saying, before I give you all of the details, Lynn, let's just talk about why we're even doing this project, right? Let's to go into a little bit more thought. So whatever questions that you ask yourself strategically, start to ask them of your boss, right? And just see how that feels. In the first reaction, she said, it won't matter, right? (laughs) Like, it won't matter. He's just so far into the way. And I was like, just try it, okay? Just do me a favor. You joined this program. (laughs) Trust me and just try it. And so what I'm encouraging her to do is to literally start being the strategic thinker, right? And to start focusing on her own strategic thought leadership so that she can guide him a little bit, okay? And and here it gets into my second part when I say a little bit, okay? So this is the second piece of the puzzle and also part of the problem is that if you think about what is gonna get her into that next level of leadership, so let's say she's a director right now. She's at director level right now. Her boss is actually a senior director. She wants to become a senior director, someday, right? And probably in the near future. She's been in her position for a while. So she wants to become senior director. Well, her boss is already a senior director. He doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And quite frankly, he should be listening to my podcast because part of the reason that he's not going anywhere is because he's so far into the weeds in reaction mode and he's showing leadership that he can't scale to his next level, which would be vice president, right? So that's that's part of the challenge, but I'm not going to knock him. I don't know him, right? So her next role is to become senior director. Well, technically, that's a competing role with her boss, right? So unless he moves, she's not going to become senior director, right? So that really limits her possibilities of becoming senior director. So what we want to do when we realize that we're focusing on the wrong person in terms of building trust, always, always get along with your boss, okay? You, you want to be liked. Like our bosses can be major blockers on our careers. And if you have a bad boss, you totally know the problem there, right? So we always, always, always want to get along with our boss. So now I have a second option for her. So the first option was, how can she bring some of her strategic thought leadership just into the conversation? And what this is going to do is it's going to help her feel better, right? Like it's going to help her figure out why they're even doing these projects. It's going to help her learn to communicate like a senior executive leader in these one-on-ones with her boss. So that's that's one thing. Now, she might notice some resistance with her boss because her boss really does just want to know the details, right? Her boss really does just want to know the facts and what's going on and like all of this stuff, right? And at some point, if you think about it, that her boss is not the person who's going to get her promoted, right? So her boss ju- just needs to like her to not block her promotion, then you realize that the best thing you can do with your actual boss 
is to get along with this person, right? To be liked. Now, there is a difference between her showing up to every single one-on-one conversation with her boss and giving him all the details. And now here's the other kicker to these conversations. They are scheduled for 30 minutes and they always go two hours long. This is ridiculous. You think that you have to be there for two hours because your boss is a bit of a mess. Like if your boss is doing the two hour conversations, that person is the person who has the problems, not you. Now let's go back to what your actual problem is, is that you can't set boundaries, right? And boundaries can be extremely loving, right? They can be extremely kind. They don't have to piss the person off. So the first thing that I want her to do is if if she's just going to not even think about step number one, like not even do the strategic conversations because she just really feels like all he wants to know is the details, she is going to do that in a very purposeful, non-reactive, controlled way. So you can begin thinking and communicating like a senior executive leader in two different ways. You can do it by speaking more strategically, by understanding your own strategic leadership and how you're conveying that, both managing up and managing down. And you can also do that by choosing at certain times to be the subject matter expert, by doing that very purposefully in a controlled way right? So neither one of those are that reaction mode, which is making you feel very exhausted, very stuck, and very underappreciated, honestly, right now is because you're always in reaction mode. You're not able to think proactively. So here's her second option. First of all, she needs to set boundaries on her time in her one-on-ones with her boss. And this is what it looks like. So her boss schedules them for 30 minutes. They always go two hours long. What she told me she was doing was she was blocking two hours in her calendar because it was so darn stressful to miss this next meeting, right? It was so stressful for her to miss the next meeting. And so, and actually by the end of the two hours, she was the one calling the shots. Like I got to go because now she's already missed one meeting and she's, so it's, it's extremely reactionary. It's not a fun place to be. Senior executive leaders have to be on top of things. They have to anticipate obstacles. So this is a way of anticipating the obstacle. So what you're going to do, you're not going to go extreme and be like, okay, it has to be 30 minutes. So you're going to go from two hours to 30 minutes and holding him accountable for 30 minutes, right? It's kind of tough to do that. So let's, let's just do an hour. Okay. So it's scheduled for 30 minutes, but you're going to block an hour off in your calendar, which is great. And you can have a meeting right after it or not. That's up to you. I don't really care, but you are going to end the conversation at the end of the hour. And this is how we're going to do it. At the very beginning of the meeting, you are going to say to your boss that you have a hard stop at one o'clock. Okay? You're giving warning. Again, looking at the clock right at one o'clock and be like, I got a hard stop. I got to go. I got to go. Right? Is not being in control of your time. Is not setting appropriate boundaries. So you have to speak up front. Okay? Then... You're going to tell him up front that you have a hard stop. 10 minutes before the stop, you're going to say, just a quick reminder, it looks like we have 10 minutes left. I have a hard stop at one o'clock. 10 minutes before, not at the hour, 10 minutes before, okay? 
should we reschedule? Should, you know, you can offer options, but you are starting to manage your time, right? This is huge because what will happen is he will start to realize that his behavior is not actually helpful, right? Or he'll start to focus on what's actually important in that one hour. And the other thing I want you to know is we're not training him to only take up an hour of your time. So you are literally going to have to do this every time you meet with him. That may feel annoying, but do it anyway. You have a hard stop. Every single conversation that you have with him, say, I have a hard stop. You can pull back after a while if you feel like it's working and he really is shifting his behavior and he starts to notice and manage your time. But don't plan on that because if you plan on that and then he doesn't do it, you're going to feel very, very, very frustrated. So you have a hard stop. He's not mad at you, right? Like you're not breaking the trust. He still likes you, right? You're a great leader, right? He loves having you on his team. And if our goal is just to, you know, maintain camaraderie so that he doesn't block you for a future promotion, great. You are on the right track, right? And it's at least at the very essence, it's neutral as a result, right? Like it's neutral. He still feels the same way about you. Now, here's the next thing, okay, is that it's also possible he might start respecting you more. And think about it. You've had that leader kind of step up in a non-aggressive, non-abrasive way and show leadership. And you've probably started to respect them, right? You're like, wow, that's great. They're totally off track, right? They don't have a clue what's going on. You might think those things if that's true, right? You might also think they're amazing and awesome. But either way, you're respecting their leadership. You're respecting their initiative. You're respecting their boundaries, Okay, so at the end of the day, at most, it will be neutral. And then the other thing is just give him what he wants in the simplest way possible. So like I said, step one is she could go full on strategic and start talking to him as a strategic thought leader. Right. Great. If she doesn't want to do that, step two is set boundaries on your time. And the second part is literally just like answer his questions. So when he asks a question, answer it. Don't elaborate on it. Don't go on and on. Don't go into more details. Don't go into it further and further and further into the weeds yourself. Literally just answer his questions. If you start to do that, you're going to start to feel better, right? You're going to feel better because you're not going to go off in these reactionary tangents either. He's a different person than you. You don't have to be on his emotional train. You can be in your own lane and still maintain respect with your boss. Now, this entire episode was about how you are focusing on the wrong person. And then I sat here and focused for the entire episode on the wrong person. And why is that? It is because we need to take the wrong person off the plate, (laughs) right? So if 70% of your day is worrying about your boss and your boss is not the person who is actually going to help you get promoted, that is not a good use of your time, effort, and energy 
if you want to get promoted into a senior executive leadership position. And and screw that, maybe it's not even to get promoted, right? Maybe it's even to have a bigger voice at the table to start having higher level strategic conversations with the executive team. Stop focusing so much attention on one person, right? And so what I have done today's episode, and I hope that it makes sense to you, is we've basically neutralized her boss, okay? So if she creates this plan now energetically in her mind, she's not spending so much energy and thought on her boss, getting him and how annoying he is. And and she just really wants him to like her, right? Or whatever it is, right? She's spending less energy on him. So we do the work up front to neutralize the people who are taking up all of our time and our energy so that we can focus on the right person. And so who is the right person? And for this student, I'm not even sure yet, right? Like we'll figure it out. It could be her boss's boss. It could be her CEO. It could be um, another female leader in a different department that could be a real sponsor and advocate for her. We don't know exactly who that person is yet, But the first thing that she needed to identify is that she was putting her energy in the wrong place so that we can pull her out of it and she can start focusing more strategically so that she can get herself into that higher level executive position so that she can find herself a voice at the table so that she can build those relationships with the executive team, those people who actually have influence at her organization, those people who can actually sponsor her and get her promoted into that higher level leadership position. That is what we're going to start focusing on. But first things first, she has to neutralize the person who is taking up all of her attention. And again, I'll just recap. We're going to do it in two ways. We're going to start either becoming, well, either way, we're becoming that executive ahead of time. One way we're doing it is by just literally bringing more strategy into the conversation. And if that doesn't feel useful or like something that you really want to tackle, then what we're doing is two, two parts. We're managing our time. And then the second space is that we're going to answer the person's questions, give them what they want, and then go back to work, right? We're not going to spend so much time and energy on that person. We're going to do our job and we're going to do our job well, but then we're going to go back and actually do our job, right? We're not going to be spending it in this conversation and letting this person take up two hours of our time so that then we can spin out about it and be frustrated all week long because now we're behind, right? So this is what I mean by deliberately managing your career and your life, you are starting to take control and take ownership of your career. And at the senior executive level, once you do get there, because if you keep listening to my podcast, you will, you will find yourself in an executive level position, especially if you join my programs, you will start to see that you begin attracting opportunities. This is why I get the messages all week long that say, oh my God, Stacey, you won't believe. And it's like, yes, I do believe, right? It's like it almost starts to feel like magic. Everything starts working out for you. So this is the shift that starts to happen. But why does it happen? It happens because we're focusing our attention on the right people 
And then, like I said, once you get into that senior executive leadership position, you have control because you know how to, by deliberately managing your career and your life, you know how to deliberately manage at a higher level up, at a higher executive leadership position. That is what CFOs, COOs, CHROs do. They lead, they manage at a higher executive level. They take ownership. They make deliberate decisions. And this is what you can start doing today. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week. Bye. Before you go, I want to make sure you've downloaded my free promotion roadmap. This seven-step guide gives you the exact process that I walk each and every one of my clients through to get them the recognition that they deserve. You can download it for free at stacymayer.com slash roadmap. That's S-T-A-C-Y-M-A-Y-E-R dot com slash roadmap.